Justin, sing me a song about Halloween. Oh, what's the one from Nightmare Before Christmas? This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 That's all I got. Well, at least you succeeded at this time. I set the bar incredibly fucking low, though. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. When the bar is low, I can complete it. I was really tempted on like saying something like, sing me a song that makes you think that practical effects are better than CGI. Whoa. Uh, do you see what I see? Oh, no, damn, you nailed one. All right. All right. I'm impressed. I didn't actually think you were going to be able to do that. I'm, I'm, color me, color me surprised. I'm on a roll, dude. On a roll. Do you really want me to test it? No. <laughs> All right. I'm quitting while I'm ahead. Quitting while I'm ahead. Well, since you succeeded, we can't make fun of you as much. Let's start the episode. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. We are doing a bonus episode for you tonight where we did ask for some fan interaction and you guys gave it to us. Uh, this is going to be kind of a two-parter Halloween-themed episode. Uh, we're going to talk about movies that kind of get us in the mood for Halloween and stuff like that. And we are also going to talk about um, the state of horror movies in general. Uh, so let's start with you, Justin. What gets you in the mood for Halloween? All right. So when it comes to Halloween, man, there are just so many movies, so many fantastic television shows over the years that get you in the Halloween spirit. But, you know, and, and as you get older, I guess, as work and responsibilities and good old adulting comes in the way, it doesn't feel as fun as it used to. But every now and then, it's nice to reminisce on things that I used to enjoy uh, back during Halloween. And some of the things that I remember or the things that just stand out vividly to me were just some of the TV shows, marathons and specials that would always come on around um, the end of October. Uh, it's a it's the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown is just one of those shows that comes on every Halloween. It's just been a longstanding tradition on cable TV. And man, I haven't seen that in so long, but like I used to as a kid that that used to be one of the things that I would look the most forward to is watching that special and seeing all my favorite peanuts characters and I was a big uh fanatic for Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Linus and Lucy and all the rest of the peanuts gang so um whenever that movie played on Fox or whatever champ Disney Channel whatever channel it was on because it always played every year and still does, I think, for for Halloween, I believe. Um, I always had to get a front row seat in my house and, and check that out. Another thing on TV that I always used to love watching were the, were the Simpsons Halloween specials. Again, used to be a big Simpsons fanatic, and I've kind of fallen off that wagon. I don't catch it as much, don't watch it as much, um, even though it's still going one of the longest like weekly episodic shows in history if not the longest one but the simpsons always does seasonal episodes and their halloween episodes used to just be epic um because 
like the whole presentation of the episode was different the beginning of the episode has all these dark themes and witches turning people into stuff and um people getting killed on the streets or whatever and then and the whole uh presentation of springfield there's graveyards everywhere and there's lightning and stuff like that so i always just thought it was the coolest um it was the coolest uh change to the start of a show that I had seen because they always do something creative with it. Um, another thing that was really cool about it and something that I haven't seen done really in any um, on any TV show since, and it kind of stands out about those Simpsons Halloween episodes, is that the the credits, like the the names in the credits were changed to be something spooky or Halloween themed. So like instead of James L. Brooks, it would say James Hell Brooks. Or instead of like uh, Bobby Thompson, it would say Mummy Thompson. And like every single, if you go back and look at those Halloween episodes, every single person in the credits had their name altered to something to kind of match Halloween. So it really was just nice touches like that um, that, that really made those Simpsons Halloween episodes stand out. And one of my personal favorites, favorite ones was they did an episode on the Raven, uh, on the Raven poem. And I mean, it's just hilarious with, um, uh, uh, with Bart as kind of this half raven half thing and he's um yelling quote the raven and all this crazy stuff happens and the poem is all jacked up and uh has simpson isms in it all throughout and it was just very funny but very creepy and spooky in its own sort of way so those were definitely two of the big things as far as television that I loved growing up. And other than that, it was always fun to catch a slasher marathon. Michael Myers, uh, they love to do Halloween marathons. They love to show Friday the 13th marathon. So if I hadn't seen those movies in a while, it was always a pleasure to turn on the TV and see that those movies would be playing back to back. And there would be times where I would just spend hours just watching those movies back to back. And I remember not not liking the commercials at the time because it's just so abrupt how commercial will like, kind of interrupt things. But still, I would do it. I would still sit down and get through three or four of those 27 movies that they would be showing in a marathon. So definitely all of those things would be some of my most fondest memories of Halloween and cinema. Oh, Charlie Brown. Heather, what about you? Uh, those are some good picks, Justin. I like that. For me... It also, for me, depends on the stage of life I was in. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, for me, hands down, my favorite thing, thing that always got me in the mood for Halloween, made me think of Halloween, was Casper. I'm talking the Christina Ritchie, Devin Sawa, uh, Bill Pullman, Casper movie. For whatever reason, I loved that movie as a kid. Part of it, I think, might have been because I wanted to be Christina Ricci. I thought she was like the coolest ever. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I always remember watching that. It was always on TV around Halloween season. And my brother and I would just always watch it. And it was, you know, for kids and well, at least for my age, I thought it was funny. And it was just, it was good. And it was entertaining. I watched it 
multiple times. Like I would watch it several times a year. I don't know why, maybe because it was on TV so much. But yeah, Casper was really just fun. Um, It was just a fun movie for me to watch. So that definitely always makes me think of Halloween for sure. And then when I got a little bit older, I do remember that like kind of when I first got into enjoying scary movies, one of the first ones that I remember seeing was Scream, the original Scream movie. And it was kind of the first time I think that I was, I would say, I guess, officially allowed to watch scary movies. I was kind of always watching them. And it was just like my parents knew, but they didn't care one way or the other. But this was the first one that they were like, yeah, you can actually go and see that movie. So I don't know, but I just, everything about that movie, I think it's a, I actually think it's a really good horror movie. And um, yeah, it's just when I got a little bit older and I was enjoying Halloween and I would talk with my friends about scary movies and watching them. Scream was always the one that people liked and always wanted to reenact and all of that. So um, that was also another one that really kind of got me in that spooky mood Um, and kind of a little bit going off of the Scream thing. uh, (laughs) There was there was an episode of Boy Meets World that came out back in the day, I would say I was probably in um, like fifth grade, maybe. But yeah, there was an episode of Boy Meets World and it was a it was a Halloween episode and they were kind of doing a version of Scream and it was they were like locked in the school and people were supposedly dying around them and they're trying to figure out who it is and it for whatever reason i loved it i thought that was one of my like the best episodes they ever did of that show and it became one of my favorite episodes they did so i always appreciate when a show can do a like a holiday or a a special really well and Boy Meets World did really good Halloween episodes. Um, So that one is kind of always a go-to. Like if I see it on, it kind of brings me back. It just kind of has a little nostalgia for me. And I just kind of, it's entertaining still. And I think just because of how popular that was back in the day and just kind of how well they did it to where it wasn't completely stupid like a lot of them were I really enjoyed that so those are definitely for me ones that um that really get me in you know the Halloween mood and there's not really yeah it's not necessarily one show that gets me that way it's just episodes specific episodes are more so my thing with that but yeah I mean it was Halloween was always a fun time and I've always kind of been more of the I don't necessarily want to go dress up. I'd rather just kind of sit in and watch scary stuff and like give out the candy. That was more my thing. So that's why, you know, Halloween and scary and all of that. It's like that's the perfect opportunity for me to get into that, which, as you people probably already know, I'm a huge fan of horror movies. So um, these days, it's so much easier to find something to watch. But back when you're younger, it's not so much. And those are specific ones that kind of bring back those younger Halloween 
memories for me um for me one of them is one of my streaming picks uh from the weekend and stuff was it, it's the movie event horizon it's just one of my top favorite horror films i just absolutely love it all the time i mean it's hell in outer space how how, how is that not just really fucking cool uh it's just one of those movies for whatever reason i don't watch it a lot but when i do it always tends to be you know around october november that you know the just the in general halloween time frame um that and if i'm like really kind of in the mood just like i said to keep watching horror films or something like that it's always candy man i mean candy man is my answer to just pretty much anything horror related <laughs> i just and i'm so excited too because it's now out on itunes and i already bought it and i'm super stoked um i've just i've been waiting forever for it to actually be on itunes and i check every week and then all of a sudden this week bam it was on i was like oh my god it's amazing and i watched it already um Oh, it's just it's my favorite slasher film it's my favorite horror film it's just my favorite everything like thing when it comes to anything like that so it's yes it's just always uh gotta watch candy man around this time of year uh the one thing that like kind of also always reminds me of halloween and i don't watch it uh except around halloween is rocky horror picture show um the first time i ever watched it was on halloween because vh1 used to just put um used to always have a rocky horror marathon showing every halloween and once i got older and i was the one staying at home and helping pass out candy and stuff like that that's how i ended up watching it and so that's just some that's just something i've always inherently connected with halloween uh that and the exorcist because uh i watched the exorcist for the first time on halloween too um years and years ago so it's just it's it's things like that it's the ones that like because of halloween i ended up seeing them it's just those things that just constantly remind me of halloween um i mean i'm not constantly watching horror films uh i'm very selective with them because i think horrors more than most genres is way too hit or miss um so if i if you know the horror movies i do like i you know i try to watch and stuff like that uh but yeah it's it's always Candyman and event horizon though around this time just always um like i said i don't really watch the exorcist it just the exorcist reminds me of it though yeah i know it's weird i not a huge fan of the exorcist whatever um it's just it's boring let's be real people um <laughs> no i just got it's and it, it my my issues with the exorcist i think was the hype because everybody was billing it as the scariest movie ever made like even my mom was she was like i remember watching it when i was a kid and it was the scariest thing movie ever made and this was around the time that the re-release happened you know where they went and tweaked it and added like the deleted scenes that made it scarier than ever and you know you were always hearing those horror stories about people like having heart attacks while watching it and all this other stuff and my little jaded punk kid ass watched it and i'm like i've seen this shit this isn't that scary like it's i mean it's fine but it wasn't scary um and i think that's why i think it was hyped up too much to me so whenever i finally did watch it and i mean i watched it like i said around the time of the re-release and it was just like yeah okay where's the scary shit never happened but yeah that's neither here nor there um we did put this on on the facebook uh two guys uh i kind of figured we would just you know kind of mention some of the ones that stood out to us uh as far as what some you know people had said on 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 facebook and stuff like that one thing i noticed that was just very weird to me was uh a lot of people mentioned halloween 3 and by that it was more than one yeah that blew my mind yeah <laughs> Like, you're always going to have the crazy outlier that mentions Halloween 3. And you're just like, yeah, okay. But the fact that more than one person did, I'm like, wait, what? Is this, is, are we living in the upside down? <laughs> right. Like, how are multiple people mentioning Halloween 3 as like something that gets them in the mood for anything? <laughs> like, and yeah. And even on my timeline, a guy posted, I think I'm going to watch Halloween 3 tonight. And I was like, huh? What? <laughs> I didn't realize this movie had a following. Like, I just, 
I was shocked to see so many people mention it. I really was. It's like I said, the fact that more than one person did blows my fucking mind. Like that's the one you make fun of. I will. I mean, I understand that was actually keeping more in tone with what John Carpenter wanted with Halloween because he wanted it to be like an anthology franchise where every uh, movie is a little bit different. You know, it's not all my, he didn't mean for it to be a Michael Myers franchise. He wanted it to be everyone is a different type of horror story told on Halloween. And I mean, Halloween three kind of killed that idea because it was stupid. I mean, just everything about it is just nonsensical bonkers. I mean, I'll take, you know, I'll take, uh, you know, Michael Myers having a druid curse any day over that bullshit. Um, it was <laughs> Halloween three, but I'm not trying to pick on people. I will say this. One of our Cinda fans also did mention Hollywood, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm wondering if it's for the same reasons. So you know who you are. I mean, I guess I've mentioned you on the podcast before because you're also the one that uh, suggested Manos Hands of Fate. So, I mean, Matt Scott, uh, do you associate Rocky Horror Picture Show also because of showings on VH1? I need to know this. If you listen to this episode, you have to let me know if that's why. Um, did any of the other ones, did anything else really kind of stand out to you guys as like surprising or uh, or just also something you agree with with what people associate uh, with Halloween and stuff like that? Um, Heather, you start. Yeah, I mean, I uh, there there was one comment that was mentioned where um, I think it's someone else we've mentioned on this before, um, Chase uh, Cochran, where he he mentioned that slashers are like his Halloween treat. Which I think that that makes sense, especially depending on like the age. Not, not, I mean, not necessarily just because I feel like all movies that are horror movies are slasher films, but around Halloween, those seems to, to be the more popular ones. But I also almost feel like it might depend on the age in which you celebrated Halloween or you dressed up or you were invested in Halloween. Like if you were younger and if I feel like if you're around the age that we are, which is, you know, early 30s and whatnot then you're kind of like slasher films were the thing that you watched because there were so many of them that were out around the time when Halloween would have been a big deal to us. So I don't know. I just think that's kind of an interesting concept. But um, but also um, he made a good point about how, you know, horror is so it's it's just subjective. It's It's kind of like it just depends on what you think is a freaky movie, like what scares you, what is actually a terrifying thing for you might not be for somebody else so i and i really appreciated that perspective and but that's why this question i think is so it's so interesting because you get to see because halloween and all of that might be different things to different people like some people might be like oh i love halloween just because i like to see the cool costumes that kids come up with and some are like oh i love it for the scary movies that come out or i love it for the candy or whatever it is like it's just kind of cool to see the different perspectives in general of the question we asked because you just kind of see people's traditions and just kind of their mindset on why they do or don't enjoy halloween and what specifically it is they like most about it so i don't know i just think that's in general I just like that we asked this question because you get to see a little bit more of, you know, what it means to you might not be the same to someone else. Justin, what about you? What stood out to you? Uh, yeah, and I definitely do think, um, but just before I get into that, uh, we should definitely talk about just what, like how Chase was talking about scaring being subjective and different things scare different people. And I'd just be interested to know from you guys what is the last movie that you would say legitimately scared you 
like legitimately creeped you out like you finished and you were like oh man i just that really gave me an uneasy feeling or that really spooked me i'd be interesting to i'd be interested to know what you guys is uh perspective on that is because even chase said in there that the last time he can remember being scared by a movie was like when he was 14 years old so like young really young so i wonder if you guys i wonder if we all fall within that same category but yeah chase definitely said some um insightful stuff and some stuff i'm sure we'll get into later because he had another great comment about the state of horror but as far as this and on my personal facebook page i got a lot of hocus pocus so i was wondering um so i think that's just something we have to talk about which i don't want i'm sorry to the fans i don't want to make people mad but i don't know hocus pocus like i know what it is I I saw it a few times when I was a kid, but to me, it was never one of those movies where I was like, oh yeah, Hocus Pocus, oh, that's just a favorite of mine. I don't get it. You you know, I I never was just a kid that, I I remember going, "Ah, it was okay, but I don't know. I, I never, I don't remember ever being spellbound by that movie growing up but a lot of people mentioned it i mean at least six or seven people that that commented on my thread uh mentioned hocus pocus and in a lot of cases it was the first movie that they mentioned and I, you know and i and i know that some of the performances bet Midler, sarah jessica parker i mean uh and, and I like Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, some of, you know, it had actors in it that I like, but, and I know that it has a significant cult following. I know it didn't do too well with critics, but I know it does have a cult following and, and it, and it's one of those kind of like holiday favorite movies around Halloween time. So I was just wondering what you guys thought of Hocus Pocus. I'm a little indifferent on it. Well, I'll go then. Um, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you on that, Justin. I was I was never a big Hocus Pocus fan. Um, you know, I guess it's I don't know. I I, I don't know why people love it. I I I I don't know. Um, people just do. I guess. I mean, well, obviously, I, I can't say I guess they do. Um, it's a huge, you know, like popular movie and shit. And I mean, it was really funny that you brought up critics because, like, I did look at one of the reviews for it when people started mentioning it and stuff like that. And like Roger Ebert gave it a one star. I mean, Good critics God. did not like it at <laughs> Good all. Good God. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. It's. I mean, it's just it's fine i'm not gonna be mad if like you know people are around and you're like oh hey let's put on a halloween movie or something and somebody says hocus pocus i'm not gonna like turn around to him and slap him and be like what the fuck are you thinking (laughs) but like i'm just gonna kind of sit there and hope that someone else has a better idea (laughs) and that everybody agrees with it but if everybody's like oh yeah let's watch hocus pocus yay you know i get to have my like nostalgia boner for this movie i'm like whatever like I'll sit there and trudge through it, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of with you that the whole cultural zeitgeist behind that movie has always kind of perplexed me because it's just, to me, it's just kind of existed, you know? Um, and to touch on what you asked earlier before, you know, Heather gives her opinions on it is you were talking about the last movie that you remember scaring you. And honestly, I don't, I don't remember it. I just know it anecdotally because I had shitty parents that watched a lot of horror movies when I was a kid. 
Um, but apparently the movie Silver Bullet uh, that came out in 1985, apparently I, I watched it when I was a young child with them, and apparently it scared the shit out of me, and it made me scared of wolves for a little while. I don't remember any of that, but yeah, apparently that scared me, and that's the last time I, I genuinely know of me being scared at a horror film or a horror or anything, because I haven't had that since then. I don't remember any other movie actually scaring me or giving me the feelings of anything like that. So as far as I know, that's the only one that exists. But like I said, that's because I had shitty parents to where I was watching like apparently one of my favorite things when I was a kid was the uh, was a movie. And I'm super excited that they're kind of coming out with like a remake series of it. But it was the creep show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like so I watched the creep show and like Twilight Zone, the movie and shit like that, like as a kid. And, you know, then like it was like slasher films and shit like that. Like my parents didn't care if it was violent. If it was a violent movie, they didn't care Um, if I saw it even when I was a child. So things like that, I just kind of grew up on. So maybe I got desensitized to the whole aspect of horror and stuff like that Um, to where I don't remember a time I was actually scared by a movie. So I don't know. Uh. Heather, what about you? What what are your thoughts on what Justin has posed to us? Yeah, um, Hocus Pocus is... I actually am also the same with you guys. For me, I'm like, it's just okay. It's not something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to watch that movie. It's the best. It's a cult classic. It, it's not really my thing. I don't... I don't care one way or another about it. Like I'm, I'm very indifferent towards it. I understand the appeal of it and why people like it. But for me, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just an okay movie. Like for me, I, I was actually thinking about that too, because I did see that so many people said Hocus Pocus and just in general, every year you hear so much about Hocus Pocus when it's Halloween time. And for me, my, my Hocus Pocus was Casper. <laughs> like I mentioned, like that was my movie I looked forward to every year. That was the movie I watched every year in Halloween for several years when I was a kid. And yeah, so that was more my thing. But it, it's okay. I get the appeal and I get why people like it. You know, it's like a fun, you know, Halloween family friendly type of thing. I feel like, but it's, it's, it's only okay. I don't really get the big hype about it either. So I'm, I'm with you guys on that one. Um, last movie that really scared me. It's really hard to say just because, um, <laughs> I do scare easily, but it's not one of those where like I am just deeply terrified in my soul. It's more just like jump scares that I usually get. Um, actually scary though. I, I might have to go with The Witch um, because that one, it was just disturbing, like more like in your soul disturbing than it was just jump scare. And the fact that it was just a very silent, like it, it's kind of like what you don't hear and what you don't see that does scare you in that movie. And I loved that aspect of it. But the way that they did it, it was absolutely terrifying. I mean, you know, it just, they they made that movie really well and it really I left it and I was kind of like unsettled I was like wow like <laughs> what just happened so um I that's the last time I remember leaving a movie theater and just really thinking like this is a disturbing movie that actually scared me so um I'm gonna have to go with the witch that was a good pick that movie that movie is disturbing it is well I mean I guess but it's I've actually, there's, there's actually, I've read a couple of things recently about the witch and, uh, there were like subtle things about, um, whether or not anything in it was real. Um, that early in the, uh, the film, they're talking about the corn has a, a, a pestilence to it. You know, it's diseased corn. And apparently 
what it is is a fungus called egot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that fungus is actually known to cause hallucina- uh, hallucinations. Huh. Interesting. And apparently that was intentionally put in the movie uh, to kind of cast doubt on if you caught it, whether or not anything in it's actually real or not. Or was everybody hallucinating? Um, it's also the one of the theories behind the uh, original Salem witch trials uh, was that the whole panic and everything like that was caused by the same type of fungus. Huh. And that's one reason why it was put into uh, put into the movie as huh. a subtle little. I didn't thing. know that. Um, but I will say one thing uh, as a shout out to Hocus Pocus. One of the things it did do right though was uh, what Billy Butcherson or whatever the zombie character mm-hmm. that was played by one of the the best creature actors out there and probably to ever exist in Doug Jones. Uh, and I will say kudos to that because Doug Jones is a hero. He's a national treasure. I don't even know if he's American, but if he is, he's a national fucking treasure. Even if he's not, he makes movies here, so he's still fucking treasure. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, he's in a ton of Gilmero the Toro movies. Uh, he played Pan. He played the Pale Man. He played uh, Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies. Uh, he wasn't the voice of Abe in the first one, but he was the voice of, and actor of Abe in the second one and stuff like that. He's just, if you need a tall fucking creepy ass monster, Doug Jones is your guy. And just kudos to him for, for being in that movie. Cause he's just fantastic all the time. Anywho, apparently, apparently <laughs> my comment. No, yeah. I was actually looking up his um, IMDb credits to see what else I've seen him in. That's what I was doing. He's just, I love him so much. Um, I mean, I guess that is a, as good enough of a segue as uh, in general. Towards the uh, second question, uh, we did pose to Cinefans. And I did think of a third question we should have asked everybody, but I will ask you too at the end of this. Um, but second question is, what do you feel is, or how do you feel about the current state of the genre of horror films? Um, I guess I'll start this one since we're, you know, to kind of keep the format we typically keep. Um, for me, uh, the current state of horror, I'm not going to lie. I kind of disagree a lot with Cinefans on this one. Um, not because they're like, oh, it's good or, oh, it's bad. Um, just some of the aspects they don't like about it is a lot of them talk about the, uh, the overutilization of CGI over practical effects or that we need to go back to a time of practical effects or anything like that. And I have stated this before. I think uh, it was a point of contention between me and Devin on the, the Quiet Place episode, which is like our second episode ever, or to some of our other horror. I think we talked about it again on like one of the monster episodes for the movie matchups we did for Halloween last year. Um, I think people kind of overreact to that um because i i don't think the overutilization of cgi affects horror as much as people think it does i tend to think that the special effects that most horror movies use uh tend to be better than in other movies i think they're more creative with how they use it because they've typically got smaller budgets and things like that um i think good horror movies are the ones that kind of end up using typically a combination of both you know um I think monster movies, which would be the tend to be the ones that use uh, more CGI than other ones, I think that it depends on how much the monster is actually going to be in the film. Like, how much are you legitimately going to see the monster? Because if you're going to just see the monster a handful of times and stuff like that, and you're typically just going to see limbs of said creature a few times, I think the CGI route's a fine way to go. Because why are you going to spend a ton of money when you typically have a limited budget on just building a bunch of fucking puppets? that you're going to use for like five fucking seconds and be done. It makes no fucking sense to me. Um, I think the only times that I think truly that practical effects 
tend to be a little better than CGI, at least right now, is typically when you do get to some of the gore. Uh, I think stabbing and, and, and cutting and those things tend to be better uh, when they are practical. Um, it feels a little bit more visceral and real. Um, bullet bullet wounds and stuff like that, I actually think can go either or. There are some movies that do like digital bullet, like blood spray from bullets and stuff like that. And they tend to actually do a good job. Uh, but stabby stuff, stabby cutty stuff, I think uh, tends to just, at least right now, be better when it comes to uh, with practical effects. But other than that, I say fuck it. Do whatever's easiest for your movie. I mean, practical's fine and all, but sometimes practical's stupid. I mean, this kind of nostalgic beat to like, you know, long for the the practical effects of, of early horror and stuff like that. I mean, let's be real. There was more bad practical effects than there ever was in good practical effects. I mean, truly good practical effects were kind of few and far between. I mean, they all, most of them, when you really go back and look at it, end up looking like the fucking spear shot, like the spear gun shot in what uh jason three where it it's obvious that the fuckers like the the spear is going down a cable into this guy's face and then it's just the guy being like like and it's just obvious that they kind of put some silly putty on his face and stuck the back end of uh, a spear on the front and just hoped it didn't fall off for long enough while they filmed the fucking scene that's most practical effects when it really boiled down to it back in the day you know it's it wasn't good like i love i absolutely love the evil dead movies i truly love them but come on those practical effects for the most part were actual shit (laughs) they didn't legitimately look good but that's also what kind of adds to the charm of the evil dead movies you know i think if they were truly amazing uh practical effects i don't think the movies would be as good i think it actually works that they are a little bit more campy because sam raimi kind of really leaned into that plus sam raimi didn't like horror films and doesn't like horror films. He did them because they were cheap and easier to film. So that's why they did horror film. Um, so I think that kind of leaned more into his style of things. And so adding to to be able to make it campy and stuff like that, I think worked better uh, in those instances. But I mean, practical effects as a whole, yes, I mean, those have come a long way too, but I mean, it's just, it's easier to do CGI. And I think horror does abuse it less than like, say, an action film. I mean, come on, dude. Like, what was it? Fast and the Furious 2? Too Fast, Too Furious, where it felt like they went out of their way to fucking not put an actual car in the fucking film. Like, they CGI'd more cars than they actually fucking had real cars in it. And like, yes, that's going way too far to the extreme of, oh, let's CGI cars. Like, but come the fuck on. Like, for every one of those, you also get something nowadays kind of like the Babadook, uh, which I think uses use special effects fantastically um so i mean it like i said i i I think it really depends on what the special effects are being used for whether they're cgi or practical i think what they're being used for is way more important than what type they are using when it boils down to it um other than that i mean when it comes to me for me with the state of horror uh we're we're getting i mean horror is such a weird genre because i think horror ends up having more subgenres than anything else you can get paranormal you can get sci-fi horror you can get slasher films you can get monster movies you can get uh horror thrillers you can get all these multitudes of types of movies and stuff like that uh with it i mean and i think i think all of them have had some sort of valid representation of some way shape or form and Uh, recently i mean whether you look into like a thriller horror film kind of like get out or creatures uh quiet place um with your slashers oh has there been a good slasher race oh maybe i'll think of one while we're talking um when it's just that they're all kind of all over the place 
with it and I mean, to varying degrees of quality. I mean, for every time you get a quiet place, you get um, a hereditary. And I'm not meaning that as a compliment in any way, shape, or form. And if you <laughs> thought I did, I would, I'm sorry, because it's not. Uh, one was good, and one was one of the worst things I had seen until I saw that director's follow-up midsummer um but i mean it's it really depends on 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 the director i mean there's so many factors that can change stuff and while i think it is so hit or miss i think we've also had some of the best you'll see in some instances i mean well it's not completely new but i mean one of the best vampire movies ever made is let the right one in and not the american remake let me in was honestly boring as fuck because it's a shot for shot remake but let the right one in is just one of the best vampire movies you will ever see and oddly enough me and Justin ended up watching it because we were you know this was back in the day when you could go rent movies and stuff like that and on the box somebody you know had like a little review clip of one of the best uh, vampire movies in decades and we're like oh all right sure it is that afterwards you know like it was it really was uh my bad um, you know, and it's, and it's, that's a, you know, newer movie. I think, you know, you get things like that. And, uh, I think I, I honestly genuinely think get out and, and quiet place were just utterly fantastic and like movies that kind of reinvigorate things. Uh, I'll also say the, say the same with it follows. I think it follows kind of took a stale type of genre and breathed new life into it i mean it's we've we've gotten some good good movies i mean even when you want to look at something like a quote-unquote horror blockbuster it chapter one is to me almost groundbreaking with how they did that because that legitimately was a horror movie that was built and themed more or less kind of like a blockbuster you know it and it was so amazing and groundbreaking with how it did it and you know then unfortunately they uh (laughs) dropped the ball in the sequel there but uh I mean, for the most part, though, that 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 first one still, I mean, is just utterly fucking fantastic. So, well, yes, we do have some some more duds. And I think, honestly, we have more duds because now we just have more access to this shit. Now you don't have to go to a fucking Hastings or a Blockbuster and just look at random shitty fucking movies on the wall and pick one and watch it. Now you can just queue up on something on Netflix and watch it and just be like, ugh, that was terrible. All right, let me try another one. And, you know, just go through it. Because horror movies, they're they are the cheapest type of movie to make. They really are. And that's why there tends to be so many of them and so many uh, production companies that just do horror and shit like that because it really is, it's cheap to do. And so it's, you can, you know, why do like three sci-fi movies when you can do eight or nine horror movies for the same amount of fucking money, you know? Uh, oh, also another movie. Uh, horror related that uh is utterly fantastic and if anybody hadn't seen it they should that'd be puppet master's littlest reich <laughs> oh yes of course it's been a while since i've dropped that one on you guys but i mean it fucking great one um heather what about you what are your thoughts on what cine fans and your own thoughts on the state of horror before we get into that would you consider the newest halloween a good slasher film sterling yeah oh, uh, i wasn't that huge of a fan of it so i don't know maybe i I was just trying to think of like a slasher one that you said was good so i don't know i'm saying yeah you would say a lot of things justin (laughs) i mean i honestly don't disagree i think it was good like i don't know but um for me so i will i'll preface my thoughts on it by kind of going off of what um another cinefan wrote in the comments that we asked about and his comments said new movies are not scary they're more gory and bloody 
um, which I think is what people want. Um, but so there's nothing scary about the new stuff. They need to get back to basics, basically, is what he was saying. So my thoughts on that are, I actually think that there's less of that than there used to be. I think there's less of the gory, bloody, I mean, or they still have it, but they add so many other elements that you don't feel like it's only the blood gore slasher movies, which, you know, I don't mind those. But I think that, like, kind of like what you were saying, Sterling, where there's just so many sub-genres now of horror that you, there's kind of something for everybody if you're into horror at all, you know? There's body horror, there's, you know, there's zombies, there's vampires, there's, um, you know, there's just the ghost movies and the paranormal and supernatural stuff, and then there's the slasher and there's all that. And my favorite, which... Um, is what I'm going to discuss is the psychological scary. Those are the ones that I love. And I think, I think especially in the past several years that um, the state of horror, I think it's actually mostly been better just because there's so much more that people are doing with it. There's so many unique stories now, or at least more unique stories that are being told in like a horror type of way. And some of them are just as great when they don't need as much of the blood and the gore and the whatever. It might be the jump scares. It might be the psychological. And those, I just think because it's, you know, advanced so much that something like A Quiet Place or Get Out can terrify you because it speaks more to the human condition, you know, and just kind of how you have to try to thrive or find a way to live in this environment that's so out of the norm and so just scary because you do one wrong thing and then everything just goes out the window, basically, you know, like a quiet place, you make a noise and you're dead. And same thing with like, don't breathe where you know, like you're being chased by a madman. And if he hears you at all, you're dead and um, get out where it's like, well, I mean, out of his control, he was uh, hypnotized into telling things he didn't want to tell. And it's just creepy to think about how like, oh, that would be the worst thing ever if that actually happened to me, you know, and even us, like I think us was another one that was really great lately. And also it, I'm a huge fan of that too. Like there's just so many more stories being told and more ideas of how to tell scary stories in a scary way. And so for me, I actually think that it's not all just blood and gore lately. I think that there's so many other elements to horror movies these days that makes it more, um, it makes it more diverse and kind of more fun because you, you can get a little bit of everything. And so I, I like the state of horror movies more these days and the fact that it's so advanced if you think about it that what was it a year or two ago when Get Out came out um Get Out is an Academy Award nominated and winning movie and it's a horror movie it's classified as horror right so you just think about that and you're like wow things have changed like can you imagine when you know back in the day any of those movies really kind of being like that I don't know, top notch that it's Academy Award winning, you know? So I just think that's really cool that we've advanced that much in what the horror genre is. And you could tell these stories that they could be scary and they can relate to you, but they're still doing their job in 
making you scared, you know? So it's, it's these stories about the psychological human condition of like what terrifies you as a person. And I think that's also why I think it is so good because it's taking these kids and these people's worst fears. And it's this entity that's becoming those worst fears to terrify them. And that's just a scary concept. And I don't know, I just feel like there's just a different flavor of horror for everybody these days. And, um, they're just becoming more unique stories and the whole back to the basics thing. I mean, it, some of it is like some of it, it's scary without being overdone, even kind of like I was mentioning with Halloween, um, the newest Halloween that came out last year. I actually really liked that one. I thought it was great. I think it was a great follow-up or sequel to the original. I don't think they overdid it with the horror or the gore and the blood. They did it, but they didn't overdo it. And for me, I feel like that kind of was making it more back to the basics, but it was just as good. So it's all about the storytelling. It's all about how you're telling the story, how these movies are being made to where you can either make it super simple and it still does what it needs to do to scare you and do its job, or it can make it complex where it's there's these twists and these turns and these psychological aspects that make you think about it long after, and that does the job too. So I actually appreciate the state of horror because it's relating to a bigger audience of people these days. Justin, your turn. Go. All right. So, yeah, uh, definitely the the Cinefans had a lot of great things to say uh, when it came to this subject. Some things I agree with and some things I disagree with. And um, just some, but, but definitely some of the comments that I kept seeing is that it's not as good as it used to be. It's not as um, uh, kind of Sterling alluded to too much reliance on CGI and stuff like that. And kind of what Heather talked about, we got to get back to the basics and get back to the 80s style slasher stuff and stuff like that. And so it just got me thinking, just hearing all these comments and things like that, it just got me thinking about, okay, so what what are some of the biggest differences between then and now? Like, what is something that we're, uh, what we're moving towards? And I do think that as far as the state of horror is concerned, I do think that movie studios and directors and people are attacking it with a little more intelligence. I feel like it's more about concepts than it is characters. I really think when I think about horror back then, it was all about these iconic characters. Like you think about horror back then, and it was about Freddy Krueger, this iconic character. It was about Jason, Leatherface, Pinhead. I mean, the, the, the list just goes on and on. Michael Myers, it was always hell. And even kind of fairly recently, like late 90s, early 2000s, even The Creeper had a series of movies from Jeepers Creepers. So you had like all of these kind of Candyman who, that we've already mentioned on the podcast, on this podcast. So uh, you had all these iconic characters and these larger than life characters carried the horror genre. They had 10, 11, and 12 straight movies. Then they had movies based on their movies. They had characters that were, they had movies that were spoofs of the characters. There were movies that were continuations where you had a different person, but that person was following the legacy of the original character. We have seen those iconic characters 
to me carried horror for so long, but it is totally not that way anymore. In my opinion, I think now what carries horror films is concepts and the best concepts, the, 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 the best concepts typically win the day that that that's the reason just like this concept of sensory horror those movies are though tip though those collection of movies and specifically i'm thinking about like uh don't breathe um a quiet place uh movies like that where basically they said that there's one of your five senses you can't use and that's how you're going to survive and kind of the psychological games kind of what heather was talking about psychological horror these psychological games that you can play with that concept and now it seems like i'm seeing a lot uh, that a lot more horror is about that it's more about the concept than it is a character even when you think about something like us that 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 came out earlier this year it was more about the concept than it was the characters it was about the concept of these underground dwellers that are clones and they want to be they want your life and they want to have your life and how they're how the thing that you fear the most is yourself and there was this just this kind of neat play and metaphor on the fact that you know when you indict someone or judge someone you indict yourself the the darkness in you is also your undoing and everything like that 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 you're one and the same us is them and them is us we're all kind of the enemy these kind of psychological more smart more kind of i guess you could say more um intelligent concepts seem to be ruling the day now even though not everybody liked it hereditary was kind of a similar thing where there was this ghost and there was this conspiracy and there was this plan but really there was this concept about grief and that film kind of took the characters through the different stages of that and then it culminates into kind of the 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 worst most inevitable things that can happen as a result of things that happen in your family as a result of uncontrollable things and how those things can kind of be like a ghost or a cult that consumes your family uh even when i think about get out and that whole dichotomy of the haves and the have nots and things like that it seems like horror nowadays is more about that it's about taking a concept that we haven't seen a fun concept more than it is about saying well look we've got this great character that's compelling and you're gonna wonder about this story and he's gonna come after you and he's gonna scare you because of all these other factors about this character i don't think we have much of that anymore and it very much is more about the concept. So I think, and in some ways, kind of like what, what Heather was saying, and I kind of agree with that, I think for that has changed for the better in those ways. Because now, you know, maybe it's not as sustainable. I don't know if you can make 12 Quiet Place movies like you could with a Freddy Krueger, but an interesting concept will get me in the door. A, a, a different way of thinking of how these characters are going to survive will get me in the door. 
the the directors having to think a little bit more about how I'm going to scare my audience or how I'm going to use this concept to build tension like not making any noise if you make a noise you're dead so then we get to kind of then that gets to be your story so we get to see the characters adjusting to daily life not making any noise and using sign language and stuff like that kind of like they did in the quiet fake a quiet place and these concepts make these movies more fun they make these movies more compelling because i don't think you can live off of the life support of iconic characters like you used to so in that regard i do think that is changing horror for the better yes there's been a lot more hits than misses but that's because you're the, these these developers are throwing concepts at us and not all of these concepts are working but every now and then man you get some gems like the baba duke which is kind of this horror specter personification if you will of this woman's grief or it follows which was kind of like the kind of the ghost kind of specter ish form of an std and how it follows you and how it stays and how it affects other people and stuff like that so every now and then you're getting almost these great things are coming because of the change from it being character reliant to it being more concept more gimmick more idea reliant and i do think overall i've found horror movies to be more enjoyable yes there is more trash i do uh, agree with that there's a <laughs> lot more but but just like sterling said i agree i think that's more recognizable because it's more accessible i don't know how many times sterling and i went to um a video place to rent and we would see all these random scary movies and go huh what the hell is this you know abraham lincoln versus vampires what is this or <laughs> uh leprechaun on the damn moon what is this you know what i mean you would find just the most random shit at a video store but it wasn't like all of this stuff was getting media attention and easily accessible so there could have been even more trash back then it's just it wasn't as easy to recognize because with the advent of phones and social media and stuff like that it's just so easy to get a hold of these things now so i think it feels like a lot of noise but i do feel that from this noise we've gotten some real gems and we will continue to get those gems as long as we continue to flock to the theater for these new concepts that we keep getting i mean and and, and to, to piggyback off what justin was just talking about i mean we also found a movie that was kind of a a gem uh other than let the right one in um kind of the same way it's i'm not saying it's great but it's way better than it should be um and that's the movie midnight Meat oh Train yeah yeah was was done the same way you see that title and we're like what the fuck is a midnight <laughs> meat train and it's not in the porn section <laughs> yeah i mean if this was in the the area back behind a curtain makes total sense you're like oh a midnight meat train that's a gangbang nope this is a horror film starring vinnie jones and bradley cooper uh directed by clive baker um but yes it's uh yeah we came across that 
the same way. And I mean, we were we were expecting just literally the worst thing ever committed to screen. And maybe our expectations were just too low because it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Had fun with that one. Yeah, we did. It was great. <laughs> it was actually a fun time. And we were like, why is this good? Why is it called this? And why is it any good? Like, this had no right to be good. And it just was. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should check it out. I second that. I highly recommend that film. I mean, we had a song about it. Well, kind of. <laughs> we had a song that was based on the title of that movie um, that we won't sing. But it's, I mean, it really kind of changed shit for us. You know, it really was kind of like the movie equivalent of don't judge a book by its cover type of situation. But I mean, to to also go into something else that was uh, talked about that that Heather kind of mentioned and stuff like this with um, people talking about the over-reliance of gore or not enough gore. And it's, it's weird that you're getting both of those comments. And I think it's because of the type of gore we get now. Um, and honestly, you can call it the Saw effect because after the first Saw movie, we really did start getting torture poor Gorn. <laughs> Gorn? Gore. Um, it was, uh, Gorn is an alien off Star Trek. Um, but it's, it's just like that, that torturous, painful, uh, you know, type of gore that I think has become too prevalent. I think if it went back to like traditional, just more stabby, stabby gore, you know, like stab somebody and then like nine gallons of blood pours out of them. I don't think anybody would actually care about that. You know, I think most horror fans uh, or at least slasher fans or something like that are kind of on board for shit like that. I mean, that's the kind of shit you want. You know, you don't want to see somebody, you know, get a rib separator like placed into their body like a centimeter per minute until it's all the way in their body and then a timer goes off and rips them in half and they're still alive for another five minutes while they're, entrails are like all over the ground and shit like that like that's the type of shit that's gone out of like like it's, it's gotten out of hand you know hostel really really took it to the next level and you know i think that that's the type of gore that's like the gratuitousness of it where it it's it's it truly is gore for gore's sake, um, which I mean, I know is kind of ironic when you're talking about like a slasher film, but it's the whole point of the reaction isn't to be, you know, like menacing per se. It's meant to be just an utter assault on basic humanity, if you will. I think that that's what's gotten out of over, like out of hand. I mean, before we we started recording, uh, Justin brought up the Human Centipede Two, where the guy like this girl, this woman has a baby, and he's like, "No, I have to make a human centipede," and he just drops it on the 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 floor of the car and like steps on its head while he hits the gas pedal, and it it just squishes like an over ripened watermelon. <laughs> Nobody wants to fucking see that. No one. Because it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's too vulgar. It's just gratuitous. Hyper vulgar. Like it's, it's, it's so gratuitous. Yeah. It's, it's just so gratuitous that it takes you from, oh, that's terrible to just, what the fuck? Like it just, it pulls you out of it because it's just so over the top that it's, it's not over the top funny. It's not, you know, just, it's just too much and never feels necessary. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure there is a time where killing oh a baby in a movie makes sense. I'm sure there is. Um, well, I've seen one. It was the oh, Black Mirror true. episode. Yeah. I think it, I remember that. It adds an element to the story when, uh, yes. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. But, you know, but it's not gratuitous with it. 
you know there's there's another movie and i'm probably gonna get some shit from from some some west texas people on this but the circus of the dead there's one scene in the movie where this like clown is like i don't know like bouncing a fucking baby like a basketball and then it explodes like a water balloon in a fucking prank video on youtube of with blood like what the fuck is that like it's 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 fucking dumb is what it is like you know you can have a horror film and you can have it be violent and it not be just it 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 doesn't have to hit torture porn it didn't have to hit such sado like sadistic levels that it's it really is like you think that this person is so mentally unwell that you think that other people around them might be in danger because they are around obviously a sociopath you know it's it, it gets really weird with shit like that and i think that that's where violence in horror films has gone astray you know i mean you give me one of my favorite scenes of violence in a movie is from freddy versus jason where these two people just get done fucking and the girl goes to the bathroom or whatever because her boyfriend's an asshole and jason comes in and the guy's like kind of like lying on the bed on his stomach and he stabs him through the bed like to where the machete hits the ground pulls it up and then folds the bed in half with the person in it that was sick and that that's was amazing. freaking sick it's amazing i loved every second of that you know you could still have violence and gore and it not just be pointless like it can be inventive it can be something that it, it doesn't feel like you're putting it in just to make people go oh no why'd you do that no my feelings are hurt like that type of bullshit it can be visceral and violent i mean this fucker got folded up like a sandwich it's like you know how sometimes you don't want to full pb and j so you just do it on one slice of bread and you fold it <laughs> jason did that to a fucker in a bed <laughs> and it's fantastic i think there needs to be more of that i mean one of the few things that we talked about that was, was somewhat resembling greatness or not even greatness, just goodness. Uh, in in Rainbow Last Stand was whenever he does like kind of field dress that guy at the end of the movie in the the fucking barn where he fucking goes all Indiana Jones Temple of Doom and like stabs the guy in the chest, cuts him down to his stomach and then pulls out his heart. Yes, that's very visceral and violent and gory and pretty cool. I liked that. It's the only thing I liked in that fucking movie, but I liked it. Thought it was great. You know, I mean, it's it really is this weird we're at that weird turning point with this stuff it's uh when is that part of it gonna go away you know it doesn't you know like that was what was always fun about watching slasher films back in the day when you use the trademark characters like Jasmine was talking about is you wanted to see the new ways they were gonna kill people that's what made those movies so fun let's be real people most of the friday the 13th movies are garbage and by that i mean damn near all of them are fucking garbage i'll watch any of them at any point just because for the most part they do have some inventive kills you do get to see some weird artistic like creativity with some death scenes in it and that's what made those movies fun not the fact that they were actually good because they're not but they set their own rules when it comes to that stuff i will watch jason takes manhattan all day every day because it has my favorite death in a horror film ever in that movie not because it's good it's not it doesn't even really live up to its namesake <laughs> because jason's in new york for like five minutes i don't even know if he actually made it to manhattan for all i know he could have been in brooklyn the whole time i don't know new york enough to tell you that but when he's 
on that roof and that boxer is beating the fuck out of him and gets him to the edge of the building and that fucker stops hitting him when he could have just kind of given a slightly exerting breath like blowing out a birthday candle and jason would have fallen off the roof of this building and instead he goes take your best shot and then jason (laughs) a man of conviction does and he knocks the fucker's head off and it's fucking glorious That is a spectacle of of achievement. That right there is better than the nine or seven or eight, however fucking many wonders of the world there were back in the day. That tops all of those fuckers. That is an achievement unto mankind just right up there with sliced fucking bread and landing on the goddamn moon. Perfection. Still a shitty ass movie though, let's be real. But fuck, I love that scene and I'll watch it all day. Yeah, and to your point about gore, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I just think that when it comes to gore, like you said, it depends on the purpose that I feel it's serving for the movie. I think that sometimes in the right situation, it, it, whether it's for comedic, because sometimes gore is not meant to go, oh, I'm scared because it's so bloody. Sometimes it's gory be- for comedic effect. You know, sometimes it's actually meant to get a laugh out of you. Sometimes it's, I mean, I think that Shaun of the Dead is a great example of that. There were some super gory parts in that, but some of those bits were played for laughs. And sometimes that happens in horror movies too. So I think that it depends on what is the desired effect of the gore. And I think you're right. The gore porn stuff, the stomping babies and uh stomping babies that sounds like some sort of <laughs> old ass rock band or something but like uh i was gonna say that sounds like a metal band yeah stomping babies <laughs> but um but like uh y- you know if, if i think that there will always be a sect of the audience for that but i think you have to be in that very specific sect like i think there will always be people who just have a hard on for gore like that. Oh man, I just want to see a guy get ripped in half and then the the monster drink his intestines. You know, there there are going to be people that that's just they're going to like that. But for me, I'm I'm more kind of the the horror that Heather was talking about. For me, it's got to be cerebral, man. It's more cerebral than it is visual. If you can if you can play mind tricks on me, if you could give me a mind fuck, if you can get me to think, oh man, is this real or is it not? Or, or is what's happening is, is, is what, is what I'm, is what I think going to happen happening or, and then you swerve it on me and whatever I predicted, it's not what I predicted. It's something else. I like my mind being twisted, man. I like being confused a little bit. I like the tension rising and me not knowing what's going to happen to this character. To me, those are the best feelings that I get from a horror movie is when it's cerebral. It's not so much when I'm seeing a scary image or I'm seeing blood or anything like that. I mean, because let's face it, guys, like all these people that are like back to the basics, back to the 80s, that you got to also remember that that scared you back then because you were a kid, man. (laughs) You know, that, that scared you back then because... We were just so much more susceptible to that stuff because we were young, man. But now that you're older, man, I I need some meat and potatoes, man. I need you to kind of, 
I don't need you to insult my intelligence. I need you to take my intelligence for a ride. I need you to take my mind on a bend. And that's what I look for in my horror movies. And I think that's kind of why it had to change. You know, I, I think if you were to go back to what we used to have too much. Now, of course, there are artistic ways you can do it. And obviously the newest Halloween show that there is a way to do it. But even that film had to be smarter. It had to introduce some things that were real, like PTSD and trauma and dealing with your uh, an attacker and stuff like that. Even that had to get smarter in order to be appeased by today's audience. So I, even if you do kind of go back to some of those ideas back in 80s horror, I don't think you could present them the same way to today's audience. I think that gore stuff is only only a sect of the audience will go for that. Well, something that you and me have talked about, and we are going to end up doing a bonus episode on another movie in this series uh, coming soon. Um, going back to what you were saying about like the the whole torture porn aspect of of horror, and then you know your more traditional kind of slasher horror. Um, you can see the night and day difference in that in the Devil's Rejects uh, House of a Thousand Corpses movies back to back you know when you get house of a thousand corpses is very much torture porny with the way it does gore and stuff like that whereas devil's rejects isn't good point and it's more your traditional slasher film and it really is night and day i for whatever reason that i still can't figure out my own fucking self i like house of a thousand corpses i don't know why but i do and but i i do agree with everybody or not everybody or most people that and i know justin feels this way that devil's rejects is just an infinitely better film though yeah like i don't feel like i have to like weirdly justify liking devil's rejects it's a good horror film it's nostalgic in a lot of ways but it kind of it it's nostalgic with a lot of in a lot of ways with how it handles stuff but it does it with more modern flair you know it so it it worked a lot better whereas yeah house of a thousand corpses was just weird torture porn with weird visuals and random monsters and i don't know why i like that film but fuck i do i just can't quit it i want to god do i want to but i can't um and that really is that night and day difference with it you know i mean i will say this about the newest halloween movie that you know because it's been brought up and like i said i wasn't really a huge fan of it and all this other stuff but apparently next year um you're getting a chris rock version of saw it's like a sequel reboot type of thing with saw you know written by chris rock and, and developed by chris rock and starring chris rock and i will say this i feel like danny mcbride did a lot of good with how he handled developing the newest halloween movie i know he's not in it but he is one of the writers and developers of that movie and i feel like he did a great job of doing that and i'm kind of feeling like maybe that's exactly what saw needs and i feel like maybe chris rock might do it i'm i'm low-key kind of excited about that that maybe like they'll kind of strip down all the you know kind of like with what the new halloween did it kind of stripped down all the garbage that had muddled yeah. down the fucking franchise and kind of returned it to its roots but updated yeah. it yeah you know like i said most of my problems with halloween are the fact that i'm not a huge halloween franchise fan of all the slashers michael myers is not one of my top ones okay that's more of my issues with that movie than anything is it doesn't click with me like it would most people 
and I and I can acknowledge that. But I did I really enjoyed the first few Saw movies. And I think and I'm so that's what kind of makes me excited about this is maybe it'll get away from all the convoluted bullshit of there being like ninety seven point three helpers that Saw <laughs> had at some point. I mean, every fucking movie they were introducing somebody else, and I'm like, how the fuck did he have time to do any of that? He was like alive for like three minutes after that first Saw movie because he died of cancer so quickly. And yet <laughs> Somehow he had enough time to create, you know, more disciples than fucking Jesus. And hella tape recorders. I mean, hella tape record. How many tape recorders? <laughs> he single-handedly kept the cassette tape industry alive well past anybody else. <laughs> I mean, and when the fuck did he have time to record all those? I mean, he was designing traps and recording things and training disciples and then training a different disciple that the other disciple didn't know about. And then there was like a ninth disciple that none of the other disciples knew about, but he knew about all the other disciples and like all this other bullshit. And I'm like, and making fucking puppets. He was also making puppets too and digging through people's lives enough to know if they deserve to go through one of his saw traps. I mean, dude, did this guy just mainline fucking speed for like the last few months of his life so he never slept? Like, holy fuck. I mean, it's almost like a more interesting movie would just be how he went about doing all of this. Like, <laughs> a more interesting movie might just be seeing how he follow people, going through all these tape recordings, and what happens if you fuck up? And he's like, he gets all the way to the end of the tape recording, and he says the wrong name, and he's like, damn it, that's not till Wednesday, and I said his name today. Fuck. And then you got to start yeah. all how over. How did he never fuck up people's <laughs> names? <laughs> how did he never fuck up somebody's name how how didn't he start a recorder going bill you've lived a life of luxury but you treated <laughs> people like trash so bob fuck <laughs> like how did that never happen come on he was like you said he had to have double booked a couple of times by accident like he's like oh i'm gonna do like or and also how come he never accidentally gave somebody the wrong tape? Why wasn't there ever like, Sherry, you always thought of yourself as the devoted mother. And then this woman's like, my name's fucking Veronica. Who the fuck is Sherry? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dear God, all this while dying of cancer. Let's be real. <laughs> like, it's insane. You know, it's just, it got just absolutely apeshit bonkers like i don't know if you ever saw jigsaw justin but fuck <laughs> fuck dude whenever it like all of a sudden they went oh you thought you knew what convoluted meant oh god let me show you what convoluted actually means by doing it again i mean it just wow dude so i'm kind of hoping chris rock can actually kind of settle it down strip it back a little bit you know have there only be like one or two jigsaw disciples you know calm it the fuck down and uh maybe give us another quality film that'd be cool i'm 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 rooting for it because, yeah, like you said, I loved, um, well, I don't know, love is a strong word. Mm, I don't know if I want to commit like that. Um, well, I loved the first one. I, yeah, but but really enjoyed that. it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Like, I, I'll never forget the way, and I want to say Devin and I saw that together. And I will never forget the way we reacted because it was one of those midnight shows. And at the end of that film, when you find out he was laying there the whole time, like, I just remember Devin and I looking at each other and our mouths just dropped going, oh my God, that was sick. I just remember us having like just a great reaction to that. And that's one of my fondest memories 
watching a, a horror film. I can't say it scared me, but it definitely got something out of me. Like I, I had a great time. You know, I definitely reacted. So yeah. Well, as much you talk about liking mind fucks, that was a mind fuck. Exactly, it was, dude. And I, fe- and I needed a cigarette after that one. Like that was, I enjoyed. It. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, which is hilarious because uh, <laughs> I don't smoke. But that's fu- that's hilarious. We get it. For me. We get it, Justin. You're straight edge. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, but um, like seriously, you're worse with straight edge than most vegans are about being vegan. Anyway, um, any final thoughts, guys, before I ask you what we should have asked as the third question? I think I'm good. No, I'm good. All right. Third question that we should have put on this little questionnaire. But like I said, Cinefans, let us know your answers to this question. Um, What's your favorite Halloween candy? Justin, go. Man, um, I don't know what's in it, but there's this drink that people would make. And it's like got like dry ice, I guess, in it or something. And like it 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 makes it like like it makes almost make it look like smoky or like it kind of like whatever that evaporated ice is foggy yeah it makes it foggy or whatever and like there was a punch that this woman used to make and i don't know what was in it it might have just been hawaiian punch who knows and she might have just said oh it's my witch's recipe but she would dress up as a witch she would put that dry ice in there so it would look all foggy and stuff and she would go you know and she'd always tell you something like she would pour it in and she'd get it give it to you and she'd be like now remember if you drink this and turn into a cat at midnight you can't blame me for it you know she would always kind of say something kind of cool something witchy and she'd laugh or whatever and i don't know i think it was just dry ice and a wire punch but that was awesome so shout out to that lady uh, other than that, I hate candy corn and Snickers are awesome. <laughs> yeah, leave it to you to like, we ask you what candy and you go Hawaiian punch and then follow it up with just Snickers. Wow. You really just made that as convoluted as the fucking Saw franchise we were just talking about. Heather, what is your favorite <laughs> Halloween candy? Candy, not beverage that some random fucker serves you. Candy favorite halloween candy is um i gotta go with reese's i just have to like eating a good reese's while watching scary movies that's that's where it's at right there it's got to be that and unlike justin heather said the correct answer because yes it is reese's reese's is the best halloween candy let's just be real that's right you get a reese's peanut butter cup it's just the best candy mostly but you get that reese's peanut butter cup nothing is better than that shit it's the best thank you guys for listening to this episode it was a fun bonus episode uh, for you guys thank you for your interaction and your thoughts and everything like that like i said let us know what your favorite halloween candy is um since this is just a bonus episode i won't bore you with all the stuff i typically do but just check us out on the internet check us on the merch it's on the same website all social medias uh keep your eyes out and ears out for the the live show we have talked about it a couple of times and we'll keep talking about it till we do it um thank you guys for listening and remember even though it's halloween according to justin moon knight is the best picture winner mm-hmm.